From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. In the studio, I have with me today Dr. Michael Fitzgerald. He was born in Syracuse, earned his medical degree at Upstate Medical University, and now he's an orthopedic surgeon here specializing in hand, wrist, and elbow, and shoulder care. Today, he's speaking with us about something more broad, the effects of cigarette smoking on bone health. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, we've heard about the damage smoking does to the lungs and the heart, but the bones are something else. So what, it, what does cigarette smoking do to our bones? Well, cigarette smoking, uh, as we all know, it doesn't have just one effect. It, it affects all aspects of the body, uh, and the bones are no different. Um, and so depending on how we're treating the bones, whether it's bones, soft tissue, muscle, tendons, uh, cigarette smoke can have a, a, a very um, impactful um, uh, effect on healing, on um, blood flow, on um, just even patients' outcomes in general, whether they have more pain or not. Uh, and so it's something that as orthopedic surgeons we, we pay attention to, uh, we're very concerned about, uh, and it can have a, a detrimental effect on what we do for the patients. Does it make the bones, does it set the bones up to, to for fracture or injury? Just well, it, it doesn't necessarily set them up for fracture or injury per se. Uh, I guess you could in some situations say that. It's more so we see it uh, in the um, healing phase. So after bones are fractured or after muscles or tendons are injured, um, they need the ideal environment to heal. And smoking with almost over 4,000 different chemicals that's in a cigarette make that environment uh, more difficult um, for the body to heal itself. So when we talk about cigarettes, are we talking about electric electronic cigarettes as well? Well, a lot of the literature and this, the research that's been done has been looking at smoking specifically. Um, there is some literature on, you know, chewing tobacco and things like that. Uh, in in my search of the, of the literature, there's not a ton of um, information about electronic cigarettes uh, just yet, which is, to me, kind of makes it a little bit scary uh, because there's not much known about it or the effects of it. And so using it, you're kind of... Um, putting yourself at risk because we don't know that much about it. Um, and what about secondhand smoke, if you live with a smoker? Yeah, uh, again, there. Uh, from what I have seen, there's not a ton of research about it, but you can uh, at least infer that there's going to be similar effects of that smoke, depending on how much you're around it, um, that it would have on the primary smoker. Not as much, but uh, still some effect. Now, you mentioned uh, 4,000 or so chemicals in in tobacco cigarettes. Um, nicotine and carbon monoxide are just two of the chemicals. W what do they do that affects the bones specifically, or is there something about them? So nicotine um, has a lot of different effects on the body. Uh, we know that it is a vasoconstrictor, so it can decrease blood flow um, to the different parts of uh, the body. Uh, we also know from a bone healing standpoint that it can actually decrease the activity of osteoblasts, which are the cells that uh, help produce bone, uh, as well as many other effects on, on the body and the musculoskeletal system. Uh, carbon monoxide in of itself um, decreases the ability of the blood to carry oxygen. Um, and you've heard of carbon monoxide poisoning. And, and so in, in theory, you're putting uh, something that's very, very detrimental to your health uh, in your system. And again, for, for bone healing, for soft tissue healing, uh, the, the, the body needs oxygen. And so you're putting something in there that's stealing that oxygen away from the environment. Now, uh, collagen, I've, I've heard that that's production of collagen is lower in smokers. What yeah. is collagen and why does that matter? Yeah, so collagen is a, is basically a, a, a component that makes up your uh, skin, your soft tissue, and is very vital in your healing. Um, there's been a couple studies that have been done that have looked at um, 
smokers and non-smokers in a unique way to see how much collagen they can produce by looking at factors that um, serve as their collagen um, production. And what they found is that in the smokers, they make a considerably less amount of collagen, which they've extrapolated out to saying that these smokers have a decreased ability to heal. Interesting. All right. Well, this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Michael Fitzgerald, an orthopedic surgeon at Upstate. Um, so tell me, do you, when you have patients um, seeking care from you and they're smokers, what kind of a conversation do you have with them? Yeah, it, it kind of all depends on what they're there for. You know, we have the information on everyone that comes in about whether they're smoking or not. And if they are smokers, we have a little discussion about it. And usually, depending on what I'm doing for them, we discuss how the smoking can affect not only their current state, but their future outcomes. Um, and it's been shown that almost in every subspecialty of orthopedics that smoking can have a detrimental effect on uh, multiple different surgeries. And so if they're, whether they're having surgery or not, we discuss how the smoking can affect it uh, and how it would be beneficial for them to at least decrease, if not quit altogether. Okay. All right. Are they generally receptive to that or do you get some skeptics? Yeah. So it all kind of depends. Um, You know, people who have fractures that need to be fixed or um, fractures that haven't healed that need a a second or third surgery, um, smoking can be a big deal. Uh, And so I really stress to the patients how important it is to quit. Uh, And usually these patients are in quite a bit of pain. And I use that as a motivator for them, that if they decrease smoking, there's a good chance that their pain is going to subside sooner. Uh, And they're pretty receptive to that usually. Interesting. So how is it that um, smoking affects the pain? So it's not really known how the smoking affects the pain per se. There's probably uh, multiple different pathways for that. Uh, We do know that smoking can decrease blood flow. Uh, We do know that um, it increases uh, what's called platelet aggregation or uh, clotting factors in the body. Um, It also, as I said, decreases the ability for the bone or for the body to um, make bone uh, and it disrupts certain um, cascades uh, without throughout the body uh, that can alter the healing pathway and probably all those mechanisms combined uh, make smokers in certain situations have worse outcomes and more pain in the long run so it just de- delays the healing or does it make healing impossible and in- it definitely delays the healing in a lot of cases and in some cases definitely makes the or the bone not heal which is what we call non-unions and so we see that in smokers in a lot of scenarios have an increased risk of non-union or, or not healing uh-huh. of the bone interesting um, now what about bone density does smoking have an effect on that uh, it seems like it it, it may um, there are some studies that look at um, uh, women especially, uh, that show that um, postmenopausal women uh, who we know have problems with bone density already, if they are um, concurrent smokers, uh, have uh, worse problems with this. Uh, and so there is some, some literature that shows that if you're a smoker, uh, the older you get, um, there, there may be worse problems with bone density. Hmm. Okay. Now, um, you mentioned uh, talking with some of your patients about the need to quit smoking before surgery or or whatever. Um, Do you think orthopedics, I mean, should that be their job? Should orthopedic surgeons have a role in? I think, you know, sometimes there's a stereotype that, you know, orthopedic surgeons just look at the bones and that's all we do. But it's our job as all physicians to look at the patient as a whole. Um, And I think, you know, smoking is part of that. And it's even more important because smoking can have such an impact on multiple aspects of the body. And so I think we do have a pretty big role um, to make sure that not only do we mention it, but we talk to our patients about how it can affect 
um, their outcome. And there's a couple studies that have been done that, that have shown that even if an orthopedic surgeon takes 60 to 90 seconds uh, to talk to the patient about about their smoking and how they can quit, that actually does make a difference. And so I think just mentioning it and telling them, you know, you have something wrong with your with your bones or with your soft tissue and your smoking can make it worse or make you have a worse outcome, that a lot of people will listen and take it to heart. So maybe because it's a concrete issue staring at them exactly. right at that moment, because um, I can't imagine that a primary care provider hasn't had a similar exactly. conversation in e- the past. Exactly. But. And I think sometimes it's hard when there's not... Um, like you said, a concrete reason, there's not pain, there's not a motivation to quit smoking, that sometimes it's a lot harder. Uh, but when you have someone with a broken wrist or uh, a rotator cuff tear that they're in pain, if you tell them that by quitting smoking, this may allow you to heal quicker and feel better sooner, uh, that that's a pretty good motivating factor for them. So if they've been smoking all their life and then they fracture something um, and they quit right before surgery, is, is that really going to have an effect? Yeah, there's some good literature that shows that if they quit before or even quit soon thereafter, that they can have better outcomes um, versus people who continue to smoke throughout their recovery process. And so even if they smoke their whole lives uh, and they can quit around the time of their surgery, they actually can have better outcomes. So I just thought of something. If you, I mean, no one plans a fracture, mm-hmm. so that just happens. Are, are, do you have to quit cold turkey then because you're going to be having surgery the next day? Or? No, and a lot of people that's very tough for them to do, um, yeah. especially people who've been smoking for, for years. Uh, and I think there's some statistics, statistics out there that it, it takes about eight to ten times for someone to quit uh, fully uh, if they've been smoking for a while. So I even tell patients, even if they can cut down some, um, that it will be more beneficial. It's it's hard for people, especially in times of, of stress, which, you know, any right. fracture is stressful uh, for them to take away their stress reliever. So I, I don't make them or, or, or tell them that they have to, but I just even encourage them just to cut down. If they're a pack a day, maybe cut down to half a pack and see if they can tolerate that. Neat. Well, thank you. My guest has been orthopedic surgeon Michael Fitzgerald. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.